Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Hello, hello. It is the 16th of March, 2022. This is the COB from AusBiz, the stuff you need to know about the day in business market startups. I'm Nadine Blaney, and I'm here with David Scott. Scotty, how was the day? It was great. The market had a pretty good rally pre-Fed. So over to you, J-Pal. What do you put this pre-Fed rally down to? Uh, I suspect a lot of position adjustments, uh, and I think that it's going to be very difficult for the Fed to go and surprise on the hawkish side of the equation. So if that's already factored in, uh, what's left? Yeah. Uh, and I think that a lot of people are already coming to that conclusion and um, preempting that particular outcome. I've got to say as well, just as uh, coming uh, in to do the podcast, some pretty positive signals out of China. Uh, the, pro- the Vice Premier talking about uh, the need for monetary policy to support economic activity, uh, making positive signals about negotiations with the United States when it comes to that discrepancy uh, and disagreement when it comes to accounts and the way that they're, uh, they're monitored uh, in the United States. So lots of positivity out there at the moment. Nothing like a bit of... Um Positive talk to get the juices flowing. The national team is definitely in Chinese mainland equities as well. Yeah, Chinese shares pretty volatile though as we continue to watch those COVID cases rise. But Asian share markets, broadly speaking, rose. Still an eye on volatile oil prices. The Ukraine-Russia peace talks. Um, So there's lots still going on out there. So don't be blinded by this green that you see on your screen today. I'm not taking anything away from a positive performance, of course. Um, But... Uh, There is still a lot going on out there, and people are pretty concerned that uh, Chinese policymakers are believing that the economy is doing much better and that growth is rebounding and that there's no need for further policy easing measures. We will see. But Mm. back to... um, what are you thinking? What were you going to say? I was just thinking, uh, authorities in Hong Kong are... uh, uh, Getting the beaches and they're and then cutting them off. So like we had in Australia back when there was no vaccines, I'm just thinking like, where is this going to end for poor people in China and Hong Kong and the like? I can't believe we're still locking down people. 2022. Oh. Yeah, well, I didn't realize how low the vaccination rates were in Hong Kong. I mean, it's just something that mm. haven't followed. Don't talk about. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's when you give a false sense of security as to you can go and somehow keep a virus out yeah. of the country. Well, maybe that explains it as well. Possibly. So so today we had 151 companies advancing, only 39 declining, all major sectors trading well into positive territory. You know, energy, obviously more muted gains, but still up by two tenths of a percent. Tech was a standout. The industrial space was a standout. And if we get into just a couple of company specifics, because I know you like to know the top three, bottom three type thing. Not talking you specifically, Scotty. You out there. Um, if we talk about some of the the big winners, look no further than corporate travel. There's been a lot of focus on corporate travel in particular, and uh, the travel names. Oil prices retreating, borders opening, people getting back up in the air. I'm going to Melbourne for the first time at the end of the month since November 2019. It's pretty exciting. It's pretty exciting. It's pretty. It's 
crazy though. Yeah, well, it's, uh, <laughs> like you'll see for yourself. Uh, definitely uh, throttling back capacity uh, and making it very, very chocker plans. And from my experience, still, I'm not seeing much evidence that there's a big pickup in uh, in corporate travel. Certainly, a lot of leisure travel at the moment, but uh, still waiting to go and see. All those uh, no, salespeople that I used to go and see with their laptops in the lounge scurrying around. Uh, there's not no sign <laughs> of that just yet. Well, corporate travel was up by 5.5% today. Other than that, in the top five, six companies, all tech, Appin, WiseTech, Seek, Zero. And on the flip side of things, super retail, Nanasonics, um, Clinuval was one of them, Kogan underperforming, and West Gold Resources, which is a bit of a random one. Um, look... Scuddy, I, I feel like we've said all we can say about the U.S. Fed. For anyone who has been living under a rock for the past, I don't know how long, we are expecting a 25 basis point rise tonight. The big question, I suppose, is over how hawkish will the Fed be in both its dot plots, in its commentary, and what will the views on inflation be? I mean... Yeah. That's it, right? Yeah. And look, I don't think it's going to surprise me in the slightest. I think the markets, I think it'll be risk on. That's my personal opinion about how we'll go and, uh, and deal with it when it comes to the uh, very early hours of tomorrow morning. But uh, you're right. And the thing that strikes me is that anyone who's paying attention to what these Fed speakers have been saying, even the ultra doves have been hawkish. So when it comes to the, what the dot plot's going to say, where the long run uh, average when it comes to the Fed funds rate forecast is going to be, I'm all expecting it to be higher. And of course, we're going to have a higher inflation mm-hmm. uh, forecast as well. So, yeah, what else is they going to say? Uh, Jay Powell would put a polished performance in during the press conference. He always does. Then anywhere I can see him really getting uh, tripped up is a, a, a tricky question about QT. That's over. No, to the that's what I was going to yeah, ask. That's that's over yeah. to uh, that's over to our uh, journalist uh, no, fraternity over in the states to go and uh, and and squeeze some answers out of that. Uh, but for everything else, I think it's all said and done. Uh, we've got some pretty good communication from the Fed nowadays, so we'll see whether it's confirmed. Right. So of course we're watching headlines coming out of Russia and Ukraine. Um, look, there's no real top tier data apart from the FOMC that's obviously stealing all of the thunder. Um, but then we get to jobs here tomorrow, Scuddy, and this is expected to be a real blockbuster number. Um, even a three in front of it, according to the ANZ. Is there risk around that? If so, what is it? If not, you know, if it is just a great number, it just goes back to, you know, to, to Fed, or not Fed, sorry, RBA expectations and when the interest rate hike will come. Yeah, the biggest risk with the unemployment figures here in Australia is the seasonal adjustments. Uh, you just, there's mm. so much chaos in the world at the moment and trying to go and factor in seasonality patterns uh, over the top of that is going to be incredibly difficult. So maybe there is a risk that I know those uh, lofty expectations uh, don't get met. But the one thing that was really obvious throughout the course of the pandemic recovery phase is that almost every single time the data breezed past expectations, it was continually beat, beat, beat. Now that pattern repeats again uh, when it comes to this Omicron wave that started to subside. Uh, look, I expect that we'll probably have a pretty good report. Well, it's um, encouraging to read that uh, the Ukrainian president is saying that peace talks are sounding more res- realistic, but more time is needed on that front. Russian airstrikes continue. Um, five people were killed in the capital. And um, look, the refugee tally is about $3 million. I just fear, 
I just fear that we're not um, talking about it enough still um, because it is quite the crisis that's still unfolding there. And really, we're just a headline away from things going either way. Yeah. <laughs> Watch what they do, not what they say. You know, yeah. How, how many uh, weeks in a row did we see Putin go and talk about how they're doing training exercises on the border and had no intention to go and do anything than talking about neo-Nazis in, uh, in Ukraine and everything else and the need to go and... Uh, and save the uh, no, the Russians living within the country. Uh, so that's who we're dealing with. So I, I want to go and see the Russian troops out of the country before I can go and pop the champagne cork. Now, should we get to stock of the day? It was Australian Vanadium. Vanadium. AVL is the ticker code. I picked it because there's a handful of companies that got government handouts today, government grants. Um, Australian Vanadium received $49 million from the federal government. Yeah, that's kind of random do you think like I, I think it's totally random there was another few companies on that yeah, list like so selective in the individual companies so hopefully everyone's under due diligence and make sure there's uh, no interests uh, there amongst the politicians but i just found that uh, remarkable was there a tender process i i thought it came out of nowhere as well scuddy and also like why three listed companies like i don't it I almost felt like the story was incomplete you know is there R&D grants going to unlisted companies, to other people operating in this space, or was this just, this is this is just an election coming, isn't it? Because this Who is the knows? same mob that said that EVs were going to steal our weekends. Mm. We'll gladly have a, we'll have a grant here for another uh, streaming service here at Ausbiz, doing community services out there and uh, helping you improve financial literacy. We'll, we'll love a grant. Well, don't even get me started. Think back to JobKeeper. Mm. I mean, what did you have to do to... Uh, to get any leg up in COVID. Anyways, <laughs> let's erase get, that get, from get the a, podcast. Get a very, very good accountant. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So anyways, Australian Vanadium shares rocketed more than 25% on the news. Carl Kepelinga from Think Markets. Michael Wayne from Medallion Financial. Look, they don't agree on this one. Take a listen. This is really excited about at the moment with respect to Vanadium companies is this uh, idea of uh, the next gen, potentially next gen. I mean, there's a few next gens competing, right, for, for the next battery. Um, but this uh, vanadium redox battery, which has a higher energy density uh, than your current lithium ion, and that means that the, the batteries can last longer on a particular charge. If you're not in it, I still think you can buy this one. I still think there's plenty left in this chart. However, look, a little bit of a pop today, you might want to wait for a pullback. So I think four cents now is that uh, key support level. And if you can get in around, around there, I think that'll be good buying uh, for a medium to longer term play. There's going to be more and more of this, I think, if it's certainly for these rarer type materials where there's not a lot of supply globally. Um, but you have to also take it in your stride, knowing that these are small emerging businesses uh, and they could absorb a lot of capital before they eventually turn into producers um, who are generating a profit. So it's probably not everyone's cup of tea, but it's, it's definitely going to be on a lot more people's radar after today. But from my standpoint, it's hard to give it a buy, just given the the risky nature of it. So we spoke about a few small companies, clearly, on the call today, but we also talked about some pretty big names like Qantas and Telstra and ANZ. So if you'd like to listen to that full assessment of Australian vanadium from a fundamental and a charts perspective, please do so. And you can also listen for some of those bigger names in the call as well. Yeah, a few of those clean energy names are out there. I had a chat with a uranium miner, uh, Elevate Uranium on the Small Cap Program. And then if that wasn't enough... That was on the call. That was featured on the call. I know. And uh, also, that wasn't enough for you. I can get another hot part of the market for you. We, uh, we spoke to a cloud telecommunications company, uh, Comms Group. So uh, yeah, two, uh, two hot areas of the market. So some small caps that you might be interested in. Yeah, some other interviews that are available via the show notes that you might be interested in. 
Um, a stock to buy and a sector to avoid as the great equity hangover sets in. And hangover is a quote. Also, a an interview about the oil price roller coaster and an interview we did just to finish the day with Jeremy Hook. All about valuation. So buy, hold, sell. All related to valuation. So states the case there. So yeah, if you'd like to listen to those, we'd love you to do so. Um, other than that, just a quick PSA from me. I have mentioned the subscriber survey before, but I forgot to mention that there's a few prizes associated with it. So yes, we want to improve what we do for you. Um, but we understand maybe you don't have... Um, five, ten minutes to sit and do a, I think you do, it's actually quite easy, it's multiple choice, most of it, but there are some great prizes that you can win, so if that's a little bit more of a carrot, um, just go online, you can click on the banner that's on our website, and you just uh, grab a drink, coffee, tea, water, wine, whatever, and just take a few minutes, and hopefully um, it will just help us improve and give you more of those investment opportunities and ideas that you want. I can promise you it's not a signed autograph. I had a photograph of myself. <laughs> oh, but if it was, Scotty, if it was. Wouldn't it be worth much. Uh, look, we're not, well, you never know. Um, hey, let's, let's just leave it there because it's just speculation around the Fed now. We have got great guests lined up for you from 8.30 right at the get-go to digest it all. Uh, Larry Shover comes to mind. He'll be joining us from Chicago. He's been following the Fed for years. Carrie Craig from uh, JP Morgan will weigh in. And also, we'll be getting a full rundown of the jobs report, obviously, with Sarah Hunter, Joe Masters, Robert Thompson, also Carlos Keisho from Jardin will be joining us later in the piece. Looking forward to that. I also have a sneaking suspicion we'll be talking about a triple R cut in China. We'll see what tomorrow morning Ooh, brings. Oh, there you go. That's Scuddy's prediction. He's often right. I've known him to be wrong, but often right. Have a good one, Scuddy. You too.